my gosh, we're back! Hey, it's Brandon Kirkman, one of the Hollywood Kaiju bad boys. I'm now a married man, and we've been recording episodes, so glad to have you back. As always, if you're listening to the Podzuki for the first time, or you've been listening for a little bit, go rate and review us on iTunes. Anything you write in the review, we will read on an episode. But anyways, glad to be back. Listen to this great new episode we got coming for you, and then uh, please give us that uh, review and rating on iTunes so we can get more Podzookers on these Dukers. Yeah, I hated that too. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy as a curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all, to the beat. Is lined with fur. <laughs> Welcome to Podzuki. <laughs> but it's supposed to be like a double meaning, right? Like also vagina. I mean, I would never refer to a shaved vagina as a bus. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> touche. All right, we are Podzuki. Thank you for listening. I'm one of your co-hosts, Luke Evans Flip. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brandon S. Kirkman. I'm another one of your co-hosts, Martin Felschman. And oh my god, who's this good boy over in the corner? Oh my it's goodness. little old me, I'm Spencer D. Blair. Okay, I've been waiting to ask you, does Spencer D. Blair, does it stand for duh? Yeah. Spencer Dubler. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, podcast over, thank you. Great, I thank made you the joke. so much. I made the joke yet again. <laughs> um, it doesn't stand for anything, it's just a middle initial. Ooh, oh, I like that. I didn't know you could do that. You can. Oh. Uh, Dad is Jeffrey C. My brother is Skylar J. Oh, nice. I don't believe you, but I won't press you on it. <laughs> I mean, I'll pull up my ID, but it's... it's I mean, I don't know. I mean, They'll are, use are just sure? the initial if you ask them to. Oh, I wouldn't have asked. Yeah. <laughs> I would have gotten nervous. I mean, I would have figured that they would look at me and just say, what are you hiding? <laughs> I mean, is, is it like that Simpsons joke where, uh, like, it, Homer's, where Homer's it. name is like, it's like, my middle initial is J. I finally get to find a woman, and it's J. 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 Y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like Dwight. Yours just D- Dwight S. Eisenhower. Dwight. Yeah, Dwight S. Eisenhower. The, the S doesn't stand for anything. Oh, like Sheffield. Sheffield. for E S S S. E S S. Yes, S S S It's weird. We're kind of off top off topic because it wasn't a very bad movie. No, I like this one. I found engaging. I found it very hard to follow. Oh yes. So let's talk about the movie we watched tonight. Was the nineteen eighty eight slash eighty nine classic. Godzilla vs. Biollante. Mm. Uh, in this movie, mm. Godzilla, he's a bad boy. He really is. He's, he's, a, a, he's a nasty, thick lad. Oh, he's yeah. nasty thick. <laughs> he's got them baby thighs. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Chunky well, downstairs. We should say that this takes place a couple of years, like five to ten years after the attack from Godzilla 85. Yeah. and Which was retconned to be the first Godzilla attack Ever yeah. like it's a, forget about the original fifty five. Forget about it. it. Forget about it. <laughs> you know, guys, I've heard thick thighs save life, but these thick thighs they destroy Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. and you gotta say the Godzilla costume. I remember commenting on the eighty five Godzilla. The head looked kind of dopey because it had a lot of animatronics in it, kind of like the King Kong yeah. seventy nine head, but it looks like they took a lot of that out. Yeah, the puppetry in this film, top notch, I'm going to be honest. It's got a good tongue. Yeah. It's got a good tongue. And the <laughs> eyes are full of life. Yeah. They really mm-hmm. focus in on the eyes a whole bunch, and it, there's one part I remember where they're like shooting something at him, and his eyes goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> you would think they tore out Jim Henson's motherfucking eyes and put it in this Godzilla puppet. <laughs> That's how full of life they are. Oh, man. It's, uh, you know, I guess we could start getting into the film. Uh, basically, we start off with good old Dr. Shiragami? Shirigami? Yeah, Shiragami. Shiragami, sorry. I just want to make sure I got it right. And, uh, you know, he's doing scientist stuff. He's like, let's be gods. Let's let's manipulate all the things we should. And yeah. there will be no comeuppance in any way or Well, he's it. experimenting with uh, Godzilla cells. Yes. Typical. Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. Zilla cells. And his lovely daughter, Eric, is like, don't be out too late doing science. No, we were talking about this. Are we sure it's his daughter and not his wife? We wish it was his wife, but it is his daughter. Oh, yeah. it's his daughter? I thought it was his wife. I no, it it's his, his daughter. I thought it was his daughter wife. It's his it's his daughter wife for sure. Well, I think it's just like maybe just hard to tell 
their ages apart. They, yeah, they just don't have. She's only in the movie for like a, five minutes. It's all in and the dark. And then for a few seconds yeah. later, they, that are amazing. They, they, <laughs> they don't. They don't show her alive very long. Mm-mm. Yeah, she really. The, her whole use of being alive is just so she can die. Mm. It's just so they Isn't can have that, like an arc for wait, the doctor Spencer. Aren't we all just born to die? Yeah, there's that famous Bruce Springsteen song, Baby, I was born to die. (laughs) It's even better because I'm eating while I did it. Yeah, he's eating carrot cake. Just like Bruce. Just like the sauce himself. (laughs) Yeah, Bruce has to eat like a whole box of donuts every concert. (laughs) That's why he can shake that fat little ass on stage. (laughs) Okay. So you actually skipped part of the beginning. Oh, yeah, that was which, probably me. Which is the beginning where uh, they're cleaning up after a Godzilla attack, and they find some Godzilla cells, and we meet my favorite character of the entire film, the coolest bioterrorist, oh. just badass with a gun. Agent SSS9? SSS9. They should put an A in front of that, because he's carrying so much ass, and I love it, baby. <laughs> well, he's got a nice look about him, like... For one thing, we were talking about Venture Brothers earlier, but he made me think of like he would be a, an assassin character in the Venture Brothers because he's got a definite aesthetic about himself. He mm-hmm. so he looks like the peak form of someone who thinks that Doom is the best fucking game ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And Doom wouldn't even be released for yeah. like another no, like, no. ten years. But like he's got the duster, he's got the leather fingerless gloves, oh, he's, he's got the sunglasses at night in, yeah. indoors. Well, he looks like the star of like uh, Syrian Terminator, yes, or something. Like because he's Syrian. got he's got those uh, those glasses they give you the optometrist when you get your eyes di- well, pupils dilated. Yeah. You guys know what SS nine stands for? Super Syrian Soldier Nine. Seems believable, right? It does. <laughs> Was that his character's name? No, I'm just assuming. That's, a, yeah. that, that's just a that, that just sounds like Captain America, though. Yeah, I don't know, Brandon. It seems like you did a little more world building than they did. Yeah. Um, well, that's a, okay. We skipped over that fact too. This film, the first sentence we pull up on the Wikipedia was the film script was a fan contest of stories put together. And like, we noticed. Yep. Don't worry, movie. Like, <laughs> this was, this was like, it was a fun one for sure. This wasn't as bad as some of the ones we watched, but the plot was hard to follow. Negligible. Yeah. It's just like any of these movies, like, yeah, okay, we have to have humans in it, so yeah. what the fuck are we going to get them to do? And then basically, yeah, the whole setup is the doctor says goodbye to his daughter, like, I gotta go do science. Well, and- it, and his his daughter was somehow be, her soul became fused with a bunch of roses. Yeah, because she's apparently working at the lab at the like a Syrian lab he's working at at the time. And then of course the bioterrorists attack and then explode the lab. Um, his daughter's next to a rose when the explosion happens and she dies. And then so basically they just cut to it and the scientist finding the flower. And I guess we're all just assume of course spirits go into flowers if you die by them. Yeah. yeah. There's not even like one person in the film who says like I heard a legend once that if you die by a rose or something like everybody's just on board right away. Brandon, do you not remember freshman biology? Oh yeah, it's true. If you die well, by a rose, you be. That's why th- I was too busy jerking it all the time. All right, <laughs> guys, high five. <laughs> 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 Yeah, jerkin' teens. True fact, uh, Kiss by a Rose, um, song is about this guy's daughter. That's true. It's actually about Godzilla versus Biolante. True fact, Brandon Kirkman definitely jerked off in high school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why they bring flowers to graves, in the hope that the person's soul goes up into the flowers, and then you can just take them home with yeah. you. Maybe we didn't world build good enough as they did. Yeah, I thought, right? I thought you were saying the reason I pr- the people bring flowers to graves, so Brandon Kirk can jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> I just hyper myself now. It's yeah. clapping. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> hey, good point. <laughs> So oh. his his beautiful daughter dies and her soul goes into some magical pockets. <laughs> Bless you. Salute. Thank you. Uh, Mexico. That out. <laughs> <laughs> Her soul goes into some magical plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dramatic yeah. cut. Yeah, to five years later. Oh, yeah. I assume it's five years later because there was a number five and some Japanese stuff. Yeah. yeah, and he said it's been five years since the oh, well, tragic events of my daughter passing away. Yeah. My daughter exploding. And he, yeah, and he's got like a plant <laughs> telepath. 
coming yeah, to try and so speak with typical. the rose book. Yeah, that, that's Miki. She's there to be a plant telepath. Classic Literally, they just Miki. say that in a line like, yeah, she can psychically commune with flowers, so we thought we should bring her on board for this experiment. And we all just go, okay. Yeah. Please, <laughs> please welcome to the film, The Worst X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Not since Cypher have we seen such a bad X-Men. <laughs> what does Cypher do? He just knows languages automatically. That's lame. It's Okay, listen, I've thought about this. It's lame in the X-Men universe. In real life, that would be super dope. Oh, no, that, what if, that's great, but like, why isn't his name like Rosetta? Why, yeah. why isn't he or she named Rosetta? He, because it's not a it's not an ad for Rosetta Stone. But no, the Rosetta Stone's a real thing. I know. Well, what about the but Cypher's cooler? Cypher's cooler than Rosetta. What about the X Men that like makes anybody die if he touches them? I, oh, it's called being alive. It's called yeah. Wolverine. <laughs> nice. Or or uh, <laughs> or the oh god, what was the ugly Jeff or whatever. At the beginning of the E is a for extinction, he just had three noses. That's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Ugly yeah. Jeff. That was his name was something like that. Something that where like he was an Australian guy and like his whole mutation was he was just ugly. That's pretty good. It's like, yeah, you got people who can walk through walls and fly and shoot concussive blasts out of their eyes and you just have three noses. That's, See, I admire that. That's just yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. 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 I admire that for the world building though. <laughs> um but yeah, to get back on track, basically the doctor's like, I'm never gonna get involved in this whole Godzilla rink again after my daughter died. And this, yeah. uh, I, I guess we should just say uh, uh, exorbitant uh, scientist funder man. What what is? He? I think uh, they were like a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. He's a venture he, capitalist. Yeah, he's a venture capitalist. Oh. Uh, but he's a comical fat man in an '80s movie. Basically, <laughs> they just have him doing like things where he's like fanning himself and just like grabbing his britches. Well, he was wearing he was wearing his kimono so often. Yeah, like, he goes he, back and forth between kimono and business suit yeah. just to really prove he's Japanese. Can we just call him opulent man? <laughs> yeah, the opulent gentleman. Yeah. Opulent man. That's 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 the Japanese trope uh, translated from the south. Well, a guy like having an undone tie and the thing open like his relaxing clothes are just a kimono yeah, I mean as we all know <laughs> in Meg Man you have to go to his stage first kill him get his power so he can take care of Turgid Man <laughs> you know we've all been there Mega Man 10 this, this joke there's so many like twisting roads for this one. I just want to lose all the listeners as possible as quick as possible <laughs> <laughs> like even people like I know Mega Man this joke's stupid I hate this podcast <laughs> And this is where it starts getting a little confusing, because you're never really sure who's trying to do what. Yeah. Because the pharmaceutical company has the scientists working for them. They're going to make some kind of bacteria. Yeah, that through... they say for, like, it's going to be uh, on the level of atomic weapons. Yeah, and he's, like, against it, but he's still, like, working for the company yeah. to do it. Well, it's the stupidest plot device, but basically there's a volcano by his lake house. that Volcano. Goes... A volcano. <laughs> it's a volcano by his lake house. It goes off. The whole dang bush falls over with his daughter's spirit rose in oh, it. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, okay, I need to get those Godzilla cells so I can put the rose inside of them so that she can live forever. My broken yeah. plant better save them yeah. with Godzilla and magic. I will I will say this at this point in the film I am on board for like they're just crazy about every type of logic where nothing makes sense so I'm like okay fine keep going yeah no questions here. Let's just follow this to the end of the thread. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point I feel like it might be a little early but we gotta get into one of those Moth Paul drag races. Because we gotta talk about Mickey the Psychic. Great, great uniforms and yes. outfits, I should say. You sure her? I was thinking more like her handler or whatever it was. Yeah, she that was... Like, she dressed like Elaine Bennett. Asuka, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have one person I want to talk about. I'm gonna save it until you guys are done talking. Okay, well, first off, Mickey had that sweet... Graphic tee print with like the little windbreaker oh, yeah. and shorts. Oh, yeah, she looks like, like she like fucking walked out of today. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's a good outfit. No matter who you are, what time period you're in, she has classic. a timeless style. Yeah. She does, much like her timeless connection with plants in the psychic realm. Yeah, and, and children, and Godzilla, apparently. and Godzilla, and children. But yeah, and Luke, it seems like you got something loaded for Lane, uh, Japanese Lane Bennis. Oh yeah, just she looked. That's it. Yeah, that's, she looked like <laughs> Japanese Lane Bennis. Yeah, I got the entire thought out. Well, like I was saying too, she at one point had like a big frilly pink blouse and then high waisted jeans, and it looks like she's just ready to go to Pitchfork. No. Well, it was this was like eighty nine, but it was like very, I guess like you're in a decade, and you're like a couple of years before or a couple of years after. It's the, before the 90s. It's still going to be the 90s. So, yeah. it's very 90s style. But they also never... I don't know if they established in 85, if it was supposed to be, like, the future. 
like or like the near future because I was thinking that it took eighty five took place in like nineteen ninety nine or something. Mm-hmm. Well, they have a magic flying car. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's not magic; it's engineering. It's. I mean, but it's magic. And the fucking motor oil companies killed it because we got to pay for motor oil. <laughs> we could have had it back then, guys. And let yeah. me tell you about chemtrails real quick. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, there's a super ship, uh, like it's like a. A fighter plane that can hover and looks like a boot. Yeah. Like, it's not a, a fancy-looking thing, but it's like they had one in it's 85 practical. as well. <laughs> the first thing they show it is they have, a, like, one of the engineers talking about it like it's a big thing. Like, did you know it's submergible, too? And they're like, whoa. Yeah, and they don't do much with that. <laughs> no. Yeah. But they were definitely really proud into this, the Super X2, which I can't remember if the original one was called... The X2 or the Super X? I think it's just called the Super X in the last one. Yeah, yeah. probably. And it's hey, the Super X2. nerds who don't have a life, tell us on Twitter. So. <laughs> tweet it at us. Yeah, tweet it at us. I'm not going to tell you my Twitter. You'll find the handle. You have nothing better to do. <laughs> you'll figure it yeah, out. You if virgin. you guys look up this fact, you'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> before, before we get too far, we're starting to get so there was a something to where Godzilla is very likely going to be able to escape from the magma in the center of the earth. Wait, wait, wait one second. I, I didn't talk about my oh, thing from okay, yeah. Drag Race. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk about Tom Selleck Borat. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. There is a character oh. that looks like Borat in this film. Yeah, he shows up near the end, and boy, oh boy, is he wearing a suit with suspenders and a hard hat for some reason. And they doink him real good. Maybe to the point they make a comical doink sound in the film. Yeah. It doesn't match with anything else that has happened in the film at all. Oh yeah, he worked for the Arab company that stole the Godzilla cells, right? Tom Selleck wouldn't do that. Borat might, but Tom Selleck wouldn't. But Borat Selleck would. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, we've made a, a creation both to God and man that is disgusting and wrong. <laughs> Borat Selleck? Borat Selleck. And we should mention, though, that we were making Borat references for some reason even before uh, Borat Excuse me up. if I may announce why. Brandon got married and we were all uh, making yeah. my wife jokes. My wife! My wife! My wife! Guys, I was so excited to have sex for the first time. How'd it go? <laughs> Don't have to jerk off oh, anymore, terrible. right? Yeah! yeah. Uh, but it was really bad. Yeah, it was. Oh god, it was so terrible. Yeah, it was just elbows and fork knives everywhere. Just yeah, typical fork knives. Yeah, you know, it's like a knife and a fork. <laughs> and you jam in your pee hole. I think, those, no I, think, I think those are called norks. Oh, you know what? I think a nork should exist. Classic because five is reference. Yeah. yeah. Well. Oh, we should do a clone high podcast. It's <laughs> a good they show. episode, like kind of about Godzilla, right? Yeah. Well, there's only so few episodes, so I think we just have to do like a minute of Clone High each episode. They did a show about uh, underage drinking. Oh, nice. And it is my old friend, underage drinking. <laughs> How are you, underage drinking? <laughs> oh, boy. Man, we'll, we'll just do that for one of the episodes. Who cares? Man, I, I was listening to this podcast earlier today, and, I, and the whole time I was just thinking... Man, what a bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> but boy, oh boy, do I just want them to like me. <laughs> Good news. We're halfway there. Once we finish the recording, we'll be like, nice. Okay, nice. so we had a Monster Paul Drag Race now. Yeah, I mean... One we... of my favorite thing about the movie was, like, some subtle world-building stuff they did. Like, there was a Godzilla memorial in the in Tokyo, and, like, where it had, like, a sunlight... That was just like a big like footprint of Godzilla with a window put inside of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I think the idea of a fucking like Godzilla museum that talks about like oh hey these are the actual natural disaster things that he did. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a fucking fascinating like mockumentary. Yeah, I think that'd be fucking rad as hell to see. Yeah. I mean we haven't talked about it, but we've all seen Shin Godzilla and mm-hmm. I like how they did that weird documentary style. It'd yeah. be so good for that. That's and, the best Godzilla movie I've ever yeah. seen. It's so fun. We're not gonna do it for this it, podcast. No. It's too good for you it's at a, home. It's a good movie. It's too good for you. After we watched it, we were too tired from Nerf. Yeah, we had That's a Nerf War at my parents' house when they were moving. Sure. Yeah. That's the end. Yeah. Well, maybe, wait, maybe we are virgins. Yeah. Well, that, that brings me back to one of my favorite things that I brought out of this, was, which was Godzilla truthers. Yeah. <laughs> People who don't think Godzilla was real think it was all staged by the government. It was a false flag operation. That's clearly all a guy crisis in a rubber actors. costume. That's just a guy in a concrete costume. <laughs> Just going around, it's, it's just kicking over boxes. Look, the American flag ain't waving. Stanley <laughs> Kubrick filmed the first Godzilla movie. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the plot to Watchmen, isn't it? 
Yeah. To do exactly that. Well, yeah. Kind of, I mean, it's where that's true, but they don't know. So yeah. it's like a reverse truth or Godzilla. Spoiler alert to no one who's ever read, to anyone who's never read Watchmen. That's uh, what. So spoiler so alert to someone. Yeah. yeah. Ozymandias. Now spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what, guys? Hey, listen. Roger Moore's an asshole, anyways. Is it Roger Moore? Alan Moore. Alan, Roger, oh, Roger Moore is a. Yeah. He's yeah. dead, Brandon. Well, he's an asshole, too. That's Whoa. right. I'm coming after him. What's he going to do? He's dead. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> and, guys, I got something to say about John McCain, real quick. Yeah. I'm off die hard. Yeah. Oh. So wow, we really got off. Yeah, well, you brought up John McCain. John McClain. <laughs> so, John McCain comes storming through Tokyo. Oh. Do me a huge favor, cut that out, send it to me so I can make it my ringtone. Okay. <laughs> Just you saying that horrible thing. I never hear my ringtone, but we if should I do ever a do. premium version of this podcast where everything we cut out is available and people can be like, oh, that's it? Oh, God. All, oh, God. Yeah, all 20 seconds that you take yeah. out of it. $100. Which would just Patreon. be my address and then the time we talked about a comedian, the scene we didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Good times. Maybe we can do a little caveat about how fucking hot it is in your basement right I now. Turn off. It's podcast one <laughs> one. Listen, I should say we do a podcast with Spencer and also Hobart, future guest, yeah. where it's the same thing where we have to turn off the fans and it's super hot outside. Oh. So, oh, also we've given Luke a fan. Yeah. Oh, have you ever heard of thwarping? Can I borrow your fan real quick? Thwarping? Just real quick. Thwarping. It's oh. this thing gay people do sometimes. Oh, this isn't going to work with me. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's got to be they go, When they go like... And yeah, they, really quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it makes that noise, and it's awful, and I hate it. If you yeah. thwarp, honestly, kill yourself. Oh no! Don't say Cody Melcher might listen. What is he happening here? You're not a fan of thwarping. He I, he taught me what thwarping was, and he had a very impressive fan. It was very right. large. Kind of nice to have a little fan like this. Yeah, yeah. that's why I care about. That's why Appalent Man knew what was going on. Feel like I'm in an anime. Oh, there we go. We're back on track now that we've mentioned Opulent Man. Yeah. Opulent Man. Yeah. I wonder what parts I will. Maybe I will cut out the John McCain stuff. But now you guys know it's there. But I cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that brain tumor. <laughs> okay. One of those will stay. I don't know which one. Whoever's the less worst one. Anyways, going back to Godzilla. So he's made the plant hybrid monster Godzilla with his daughter spirit. Yeah. So, it's so- in the lake. It's yeah, so growing. He, bor- he borrows the Godzilla stuff so he can merge it with the plant so that way he can do some cool stuff yeah. with it. Yeah, so she won't die because and she's then, about to die. And then the 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 terrorist group biomajors they try to come get it, but then the cool terrorist SSS nine shows up yeah. and he shoots him a little bit. Yeah. They're all shooting at each other. And uh they they steal they steal the stuff, but then the plant like wakes up. And it's literally been just like minutes. It feels like since he made it. Yeah, like, and it straight up murks him. Yeah. And it ju- and it just like it almost kills uh, SSS nine. Yeah. yeah, I was very concerned, but he cut himself free with a knife like a badass. That he had hidden in his boot. Yeah, like a fucking boss. Yeah. Oh my god, he was so cool. Where's that Godzilla spinoff movie? I would watch it. Yeah, I would. I would like to imagine that if he was still around today. He would dress exactly the same and still drive that same car. Hey, oh, we, be great. He could have been teleported somewhere else. He could be terrorizing in space right now. Yeah, um, we'll talk about that in the ending. Star Wars. The cliffhanger we need. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, so the psychic also tries to connect with the plant after this and says, like, her spirit's fading from it, which mm-hmm. I guess we're trying to be so, like, if Godzilla kicks the shit out of it, we don't feel so well, bad. Well, yeah, it's after, like, <laughs> that it somehow got into the lake that he lived next to and yeah. became this giant, like, what, like, ten story tall Like, Mouthy Rose. Rose, yeah. Yeah. Wait, are we, are we missing the part where the uh, psychic girl, like, apparently watches children and she tells Oh, her, yeah. She tells oh, her mom, like, that hey, was way earlier. All of us kids had the same dream and then they all just hold up their, like, funny different drawings of Godzilla. <laughs> It'd be funny if that scene Sega gets drawings of Godzilla just hold up pictures of Sega Genesis. Like, we want this for Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> we all had the same dream, good it for us! But, like, just one kid has, like, a picture of their family and everyone looks <laughs> Godzilla and just like, yeah! I misunderstood the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that kid... <laughs> I like to think it was because uh, they seemed really excited about it, but instead of being a bunch of plant psychics, I think it was probably just an actual room filled with little kids oh, yeah. doing I mean, drawings of Godzilla. If mm-hmm. this was all like story-driven, like that that would actually be awesome if they were like, hey kids, you all love Godzilla? Like, Just draw them for us, and then yeah. we'll show them all together. And then, yeah! uh, it, will, it will not contextually make sense in the movie, and also, but it'll still be cool. 
Well, it was supposed to be a bunch of like psychic kids predicting Godzilla's coming. Oh yeah, they were. They were. You said they were knockoff kids from Akira. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they had like powers and they were kept in a government facility. Yeah, I bet you're all thinking, "Wow, I'm really confused right now." Oh. So are we from yeah. watching this film? I mean, it's just. Uh, a vehicle to get to the fucking monster fights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's excruciating getting there. It's always excruciating, but, yeah. you know, I guess it's like, it's like getting buff. Like, your body's gonna hurt before you start seeing results. That's good. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. It's very true, because, man, let's we can start cutting to that. Once we get to the, the actual Godzilla fight at the end, this is top-notch, guys. This is a good one. I mean, honestly, all this stuff with Godzilla, even, like, Godzilla fighting, like, when the military comes and fights him when he's crossing the ocean. Uh-huh, with, the, was, su- with the Super X-2. Yeah. So so that was cool. I would argue that the fight later that he has with Spirit Daughter Monster yeah. is just, it's so, like it's, it's a level above. It's so fucking cool, and it's mm-hmm. fast, and the effects look awesome. Yeah. It's very and I was so angry, because I was wondering where the fuck this was the whole movie. Yeah, it should have been 20 minutes longer. It was, yeah, it was like it was like two minutes of this. Oh, yeah, they make the uh, blood grain, too, which somehow makes it even gorier than if they kept it red. Oh. like, anytime Godzilla hits Biollante, which is the name of the plant monster, if we hadn't mentioned that yet. Yeah. Gets hit by Godzilla's radiation wave. It just spurts this green blood and like soft tissue inside of it is just being kind of like a pulsing heart. Yeah, yeah. Just like some real cool shit. Yeah, it looks kind of like a villain from like a Final Fantasy game. Like yeah, I think it mentioned that, that earlier. Spencer, yeah. it was like when you were watching, it's like this is a pretty cool boss fight at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, it's one of those things where it's worth to the build up for that, but like all that messy plot we just got through took up like I'd say a good half of the film, and you're just like. I, none of this makes sense. I'm just going with what the film's saying. Because even in, like I said, in the film universe, people just say the craziest things and everyone's like, yes, of course. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Who, who wouldn't believe that? Or they say, really? And yeah. then they just say it again. Yeah. <laughs> and like, of course, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they've got their B movies. Yeah. Like, a, a great example of that in this film is that Mika, the, the plant psychic, faints... <laughs> Faints when she tries to psychically connect with Godzilla. She wakes up and starts drawing a, a MS Paint, like, Sony tablet of the time. Picture of a rose. And then Asuka, like, her tender season's like, Biolente's coming back. And we're just like, sure, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah. you could be wrong, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> you all have such confidence. It's like a straight white male doing comedy. It's so great. <laughs> you just believe it, man. Yeah. Oh, boy. <sighs> Anyways, but so then, so there's this, there's like an A, B, C, and D plot with all of these <coughs> characters, mm. including SSS Nine, well, which I will log as the A plot of this film. Again, <laughs> <laughs> something ready for later. <laughs> Just a little fart sound effect. Yeah, <laughs> damn it! Why did I hit the button? Um, anyways, yeah, I agree with the whole thing of all these characters running. We didn't even mention. I'm looking at the names I wrote down. Uh, oh, the captain guy? Yeah, well, there's Major Karaki, who's basically, his whole character is, I'm young and I'm in charge now, uh-oh. Oh, yeah, baby yeah. dude. Yeah, ba- baby dude. Well, <laughs> I liked, uh, who should have been in charge of the ship, the dude who was, like, put on, like, the Godzilla task force and just been waiting for, like, six years for Godzilla to come back yeah, around. That yeah, that was uh, Kirishima and then Gondo, and Gondo later, like, these are two characters we forgot about because they're just weird side characters for no reason. And then Gondo goes into a building to shoot a bazooka at Godzilla at one point. Oh, hell And then yeah. Godzilla's like, are you serious? Are you fucking kidding? And he just stomps the building and the character's dead. I'm like, it felt good because this is like every Godzilla film where you see a character run away and he gets yeah. away somehow. No, it shouldn't work that way. What did, he, yeah. what did he say? What was the line he gave him? He had a really cool act. Well, it, it has to do with be, you have to have a little context because they weren't just shooting him with bazookas. They were bazookas that had like syringes in it. Mm-hmm. To get the bacteria, the anti Godzilla bacteria that they made. There's anti Godzilla bacteria, by the way. Yeah, that's what. That's <laughs> right. That was like the the first part of the plot of the movie. Yeah, them making this anti Godzilla bacteria. We didn't bring that up. But yeah, like Godzilla comes up on him and he shoots Godzilla in the mouth, and he says like, "All that intravenous stuff's bad for you. Stick with smoking." Yeah. And he's a smoker himself. I'm tired of these movies trying to kink shame my heroin use. (laughs) (laughs) See, I thought that was an opium joke. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever your poison is, really, as long as it's going in those veins. Anything you can take in your veins. You can take cocaine. That's right. Pro-heroin podcast. Whoa. Yeah. We're out in favor of heroin, I love strong female characters. You know, let's just say that we're all brave. We're all brave. There's an opiate crisis. Where's the opiate more crisis? (laughs) I'm Uh, tired, guys. We're... We're not bringing up my favorite character of the film, uh, which is Double Mole. 
Oh yeah. He's, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot in one scene. There's a there's a major with all of the other majors, and he just has two moles that are too close to each other, and they shoot right on his face. <laughs> well, for like half a second. Yeah, yeah but it, but he's the only one talking in the in the thing, and you look just immediately at his mouth, and then there's just two moles so close, and they could have just. Hadn't just turned to the other side, maybe, and you wouldn't have seen it. I just love it. They're really like, big moles too, really like big like moles. Uh, like uh, huge, like Fred Savage or is it Ben Savage in uh, the? Austin I think it's Fred Savage. Yeah. I, see, I I would believe, I would believe that maybe he had one mole there, and they were like, no, we got to spice this up a little bit. Two one moles, mole. bored. Yeah. <laughs> Two moles. Guys, this is the second Godzilla film in the new franchise. Two moles or no movie. They're so they're they're so distracting that like if he had more scenes, they would have been like, no, this is like a medical implant, and they could do like gadget stuff. You see, this movie was actually eighteen hours longer. They cut out all the scenes with double mole. (laughs) Just him getting ready in the morning, eating breakfast. Two mole, too furious. (laughs) Um, Two mole, Tokyo drift. (laughs) Three moles, Tokyo drift. Hey man, mole means family. That's what I want to say. <laughs> All right, connecting those dots. Dial I feel like mole for murder. Once again, we've gotten off like topic, that. but basically, this whole block of the film we were just skipping over is where basically the military is like, "Hey, we gotta stop Godzilla." We don't see Biolante for a very long time, so we're just like, "Is, is it, it, it done?" Them for a minute, Godzilla beats the shit out of it, and yeah. then it goes away, and then it seems like Godzilla is just gonna wreck. All of Japan, real yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it turns into like gold dust because Godzilla just into the sets sky it on fire. Like, turns into famous WWF wrestler Gold Dust. Oh, <laughs> runs off. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I'll be back for you, Godzilla. And Is that then, really a wrestler? Yeah, and gold he also dust? he also dresses very flamboyantly and just like all gold makeup. His and name is like, Gold Dust. Yeah, he better. He has to. Right. Oh, speaking of that, we forgot to mention the uh, Japanese Venguli. Oh, oh shit! Demon Kaka. Demon Kaka. I knew that was going to come up eventually. He showed up for all of like ten seconds. Okay, once again, listeners at home, I know you're very confused right now. We still are too. But at one point, they're flipping through the channels. And there's an announcer who's like, sorry to interrupt our program. And he's literally, like, in a giant, like, demonic costume and face paint. Huge, like, just... I don't even know how to describe if, the pattern. If, if you guys have ever seen uh, Detroit Metal City, which is an anime and a live-action movie. Yeah! And a manga, um, it look it, it fucking looks like, like Kaiser. Exactly. It looks like the main character from this very fun, weird manga. You could say he looks kind of like Kefka too, minus the headdress. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a good Well, someone said he was the Japanese Fenguli. Yes. Which I think is I, the perfect Which we way said to as a joke, him. and then we looked it up online, and he is the Japanese Fenguli like, of metal. See, I'd fucking. So that's another movie I'd fucking love, where it's Japanese Fenguli versus Godzilla. Versus SS. Versus Fenguli. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, so does he announce movies like Fenguli? So he, he, like a, he brought a new religion of demon heaven metal worship to Japan. Sure. Uh, he was on a lot of talk programs in the 80s and 90s about how great metal is. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he did have a program that would basically, like, introduce campy movies like that. Okay. Oh, that's okay. awesome. Yeah. At least from what I could tell from the Wikipedia. But he's, like, still making albums and, like, a, a, a celebrity in Japan to this day. Yeah. So. yeah. It was definitely just, like, like a quick cameo yeah. that I'm going to put in there. But it was, it was like, very, like... You remember him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then on top of that, he was on the Larry King live show in 1994, so I'm definitely going to find a clip of that and put it into this podcast. <laughs> you guys, I, I don't think we can emphasize enough how little this movie did not make sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, think, I think they're getting it. Like, honestly, you guys understand it just about as well as we do at this point. Yeah, yeah. We've said that a lot on other podcast episodes and it's really because we didn't pay attention and we're lazy but this time we were and we're like what's going on yeah. i was fully invested because i was like trying to understand this film yeah i got so little out of this we plant also- psychics demon uh movie guys uh interrupting uh the the, the what the news anchor lady she's like yeah. oh there was u.s law today and then someone just throws a piece of paper at her <laughs> Read it, woman. Just like that. All right. Time. Okay. We, we, we brought this up amongst ourselves, like not not here yet. Um, whoever edited this film, like this was their first time editing. Oh. It's, it's nothing but hard cuts. There, there wasn't editing. It was literally just end of scene, new scene, end of scene, new scene. It was one step away from a guy literally being eighty yards saying a next scene. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it would be so good if that was true. But basically, we've gone through all that stupid plot to the big fight again. The military. 
is able to slow him down. He goes into the river to like cool down by the area wherever they are. Who cares? Yeah. And Violante he... shows up because it's like, hey, did you bitches forget about me? Yeah, I'm looking like Violante, baby. Violante shows up looking like a non-clear perfect chaos yeah. from the end of Sonic Adventures. Yeah. <laughs> after you beat all the characters' stories. Yeah. yeah. As we all famously know. Actually, yeah. I did play Sonic and Sonic Adventure too. Yeah, they were, they were kind of okay games. Yeah, they were acceptable games in a time of very bad games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of that, the game sucked. Yeah. But I not mean, everything. I mean, with the Dreamcast, what, you had like Power Stone 2. Oh, God, we're getting off topic again. Yeah, yeah. you guys are really nerding <laughs> out real hard right now. Yeah, well, anyways, back to the big Biollante fight. Finally. Uh, would, you she shows a, would you guys go to a barcade called Skies of Barcadia? Of course. Sure. I'm already yeah. there mentally. <laughs> I still want to go to Galloping Ghost. Oh, let's oh you guys haven't been? Let's go on that trip. Anyway, so Violante <laughs> and Godzilla have their big fight. The This is where like we're talking about the puppetry and the special effects look amazing. Even like nowadays, because mm, they made Violante cool. like a huge boss fight, like you were saying, like a Final Fantasy game, Spencer pointed out, as well as Luke. And it's like, it's it's gigantic. And you're just looking at like, how they do all that shit? Mm-hmm. And then basically Godzilla's trying to fight it. It wraps all of its vines around it that are like spitting acid in them. And then... Biolante's move, instead of having like the Godzilla atomic breath, is like a spit that's atomic, but looks mm-hmm. really gross, so that's also super cool. And then yeah. finally, Godzilla's getting tired of this, so he just radioactive breaths down Biolante's mouth. Well, at the beginning of it, Biolante freaking stigmatas Godzilla. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. shoots one of its vines straight uh, through Godzilla's uh, hand. Uh, Jesus, Zilla. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And Holy Spirit Zilla. No, Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're Christzilla. Right. This, yeah. is the fu- this is finally the film where that all comes together. Son of Manzilla. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had a discussion of naming the podcast that for a little bit when we were first getting us off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I could believe that. Yeah. Uh, but, like, he, like, stigmatism so good and it's so cool. And then Godzilla literally just grabs it like a badass and pulls it out yeah. of his hand. I think this has that that perfect like height of late eighties, early nineties Japanese cinema where they're like, let's get really gory and have great effects for it. Yeah, like we've talked about like Tokyo Gore Police before, and then oh, also yeah. The Last yeah. Megalopolis, where it's just like great special effects for all these gory parts you don't need, but are so cool to watch. Oh, yeah, I think it's when Japan was trying to get back into the game again because filmmaking was starting to get cheap. Yeah, because mm. like that's why like the last one for eighty five wasn't like. 71, 72 or something? Yeah, 75 I think was the last one. Yeah, 75. So that was a good 10 years they hadn't Toho hadn't made a Godzilla movie. Or probably any movie, really. Yeah. This is the bread and butter. Yeah. And, uh... Returning to the game. And basically, after the big fight, uh... The nuclear breath down Biolante's throat doesn't sit too well, so Biolante turns into a pile of dust and then goes back into the sky. That's it. Basically, that's like no explanation. At but it gets point. Godzilla to collapse first. Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it beats the shit out of Godzilla it, real quick. It, it, yeah. It, so their plan was to lure it into this microwave field so yeah. they could heat him up so the bacteria could be more effective against him. It's not but how then that he works. just gets his butt kicked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it looks like Godzilla dies. But then then Biolante just turns back into gold dust. Yeah. But before the but, gold dust goes into space, you're saying, does it turn into a giant, giant holographic image of the daughter <laughs> that everyone sees and says goodbye to? Of, of everyone sees does. and just nods slowly. Yeah. Did they? Did they? This is the universe we live in. Because I was having trouble telling. It was like, are they seeing that, I'm, or I'm, is that just like a metaphor? No, no. So they held on like the fucking twenty people in the military way too long. One of them had to be like, I did not sign up for this. Yeah. I did not sign up to see a giant girl's face fly away into space. And, it, yeah. it's, and it's literally a static image of her. It's not even like her like winking or anything. It's <laughs> oh, a picture of her just like, hey. Yeah, happy. And then she just goes away. If the she, end of Happy Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> if she had winked, scene. I would have stopped the movie and thrown my television out because nothing will ever be that good. <laughs> Sorry, cinema. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Oh man! So that's it. That's the fil- well. Okay, that's not it because I forgot. So the doctor's doing the whole like the whole like in moral of like we shouldn't experiment with science like this, and then he gets shot by SS Nine because we yes! forgot about him. He's yeah, like, he's just basically like I'm back, bitches. They're all just standing there, and then SSS Nine is up on top of a hill with a with a with like a sniper yeah. rifle, shoots yeah. him through the heart, and then drives away in his badass yeah. car. And that's yeah. when the other guy, so Kirishima and Gondo, Gondo's the one who got killed by Godzilla, so he's buddyless now, and he wants vengeance. <laughs> so Kirishima jumps in the vehicle, chases SS Nine down, knocks him over. And then it's this big fight in the mud, and then all of a sudden, SS9 jumps onto one of the microwave panels, and we're like, we know what's going to happen here. Oh, so we think, 
Yeah. You think it's going to be like maybe a Batman scene when, you know, he does the electric handshake and it's a skeleton that turns around or something. But no, they turn it on and he just zaps out of existence. Yeah. Uh, has, has anyone here seen the new season of Twin Peaks? No. Well, anyone who is listening to this and has seen the new season of Twin Peaks, it's just like that. No, oh, exactly. 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 He just he blips out. Yeah. He stands on it, there's a lightning bolt, and they're just like, got him. <laughs> not, even, not even any visible dust. Nope. Not even like a, our cartoon skeleton real quick. Yeah. Or even like a popping noise. It's literally just like, nope. <laughs> Gun's gone too. Yeah. Yeah, it's always Well, he's going to need it in the demon dimension he was teleported to. Oh, it's Stranger Things. He got Stranger Things. He did. He is the demigorgon. Yeah. Oh, and that happened after he shot the professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had it coming. Yeah. No, because he was like, what? I don't want to do this science anymore. It exploded my daughter and made her face fly away. <laughs> Into space. I, is the, I was just thinking, is there a reason why he killed the doctor? Because he's a terrorist. Because he already had the cells, he's right? He's a terrorist. Basically, it's like him saying, like, well, no terrorism is going on right now, yeah. so let's fix no, that. I, no, I bet, he heard, like, uh, I, I bet he heard from 300 yards away the... What did you call Opulent Man? He's the Opulent Man. The opulent oh, he man. shows up out of nowhere and he's like, hey, we're going to kick some more ass. Great job. We yeah, got you've got all the Godzilla cells you could ever need to work with. And then we get the whole eulogy from the doctor saying like, oh, we should no longer do that. And then bang. <laughs> this guy, SSS9, the, the cojones on this guy, yeah. because he shoots the doctor when they're surrounded by the entire Japanese military. But to his credit, no one in the Japanese military does anything. Yeah, they're like, yeah, this is, it's not Godzilla, we're fine. They're just looking like, hmm, maybe Fingo's gloves are a good look. He's really pulling that off. Damn. Oh, he's getting away, damn it. There's no way any of us can kill that badass. (laughs) I'm not gonna even try. Nope. Yeah. Oh, man. So that's the end of the film. (laughs) Literally, they teleport him out or whatever. They microwave him out of existence, and they cut to the doctor's dead body. And there's like this weird disembodied voice. I don't know if it's the doctor's or just the it's narrator. The, it's the daughter. Oh, it's the. Oh, I forgot it's the daughter saying like, "Stop it, mankind! You stop it! Stop! Stop! Stop pulling shit!" Yeah. Oh, but then it has a lovely panning shot, like out to a big wide view of Japan, but then out to the rest of the world, then the globe, then to space, yeah. and then you see the rose. That the girl was drawing on the tablet before, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we'll that... wait till we get to Godzilla versus Space Godzilla, Space Rose. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that was a joke, but you're on the die. <laughs> um, well, we're also forgetting that the 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 other scientist guy, the the partner of the guy who blew up the, the Godzilla's mouth, yeah. oh, he yeah. gets in the car with his girlfriend and says, "I'm not going to uh, America, America anymore." He said, and he says, I'm just going to go to bed. And then she looks at him all sly and says, I hope there's enough room for me. And they go home and fuck. Yeah. Well, yeah, he asks, uh, then he asks her, do you snore? She's constantly. And they laugh and it freeze frames and then it goes into the credits. Astounding. It's really great. It's basically on the level of the clue ending of like, I'm going to go home and have sex with my wife. Also, shout out to Clue. I think I know what I'm going to recommend later. (laughs) Uh, So, guys, let's get to our famous review system. I I got it. Uh, Or do you want to explain it? Yeah. I don't want to explain it. I just want to go. Okay, well, so you might have listened to the episode. You know kind of a little bit about it. But we, this year, and maybe forever, because I really like it, we have the Goro rating system. If you're familiar with the Mortal Kombat franchise, Mm -hmm. there's Goro, the four-armed semi-last boss. He's like the second-last boss. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's one of those, like... Most fighting games usually have three last bosses that aren't playable characters. He's like the second one. But basically, anyways, I don't want to get so off track. He got four arms, so we're like, damn, that's a great rating system. So basically, we do it, the Goro rating system, you have four arms to play with. That could be like four thumbs up, Mm -hmm. four thumbs down, or maybe like two Two thumbs. Two and two. Or two of the hands are holding a controller, and the other two is holding a huge bong, taking a rip out of it, and then Game & Wise doing it. And you, that's my rating for this episode. You get creative with it. Yeah. Just uh, have fun. Because that's that's what I feel like. It's basically like if I had four arms, you wanna get you wanna get toasted. There's no oh, way. Yeah. You wanna get ripped out of your mind. And you gotta build up to it. But once you get there and you're gaming, boy, you're having a good time. That's this whole film. You're just building up that huge fight. It's boring at first and then it's completely worth it. So you know, I I, I may, may I do my rating? No. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Alright, thank you. 
Um, um, so, so you know the meme where it's like the like the guy's walking with the girl, but he's looking back at the other girl, and that one girl's like, "What?" Yeah. Uh, so so that's Goro. Um, he's, he's got his forearms just kind of very very average. Yeah. Not very many feelings about this film, but then when that fight happens, he's looking over the other picture. Yeah, the one the one girl who's like super hot, like that's that fight scene. <laughs> that's the fight. Yeah. And uh, the one who's reacting like, "What?" Uh, that's Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. No, oh, no, nice. my previous favorite kaiju movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good episode. That's a good. Um, I should explain too that our rating system makes so much sense and so good that Harvard uses it now mm-hmm. yeah. for college. <laughs> for college admission. Yeah, for college admission. <laughs> uh, so if I had to give it a rating, uh, based on Goro or Gordo? Goro. Goro. Gordo's Where brother. Where the fuck are you hearing Gordo? It's Gordo. his brother, Gordo. <laughs> Gordo, Gordita. Yeah, he was in Liz his... McGuire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my Goro rating would be Goro. But each of it, each of his hands is clenched in fists, and each of the fists is wearing leather gloves with the fingers <coughs> cut off, just like oh, SSS yeah. And then two of them are like punching each other, and the other two are just up like that. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Lee mine came. That's my rating. Okay. <laughs> How many guns he got? How many sunglasses does he have on those hands? Uh, each hand uh, has each finger has its own like little sunglasses <laughs> on it, oh, like they're goodness. little rings. Oh, dude, that's a fucking sweet ring design. Mm-hmm. You should make that. And then, uh, and he opens his mouth, and he just has a, a gold grill Ooh. that just says SSS9 for life. <laughs> I'm a big fan of this man. I'll give it a three out of eight. <laughs> this, this is a movie that, like, you come across on cable in the middle of the day, on your day off, and you're like, okay, I'll put it on, but really you're just fucking around on your phone. And you look up every, like, tw- 10, 15 minutes, like, hey, that looks kind of cool. No, what's on Facebook? You could take a 45-minute break in this film and miss all of the stuff that we talked you, you about. Could, you could you could, base, base a turkey while you're watching this movie <laughs> and not really miss anything. Like, I do want to give this film credit because it was entertaining to watch, but if you did just go to YouTube and watch the Biolante fight, if they have it out, you'd be like, nice. This is cool. The, this yeah. is great. So, yeah, I mean, that's also understandable. But uh, I feel like that summarizes it perfectly, so we should get into our favorite section, which is Stupid Games. Stupid Games. And I wanted to bring back a few Stupid Games. Uh, A few episodes back, we called Steve Oak just to bother him about kaijus that we classified and we wanted to reclassify. I don't have any things to talk about about that this time, but he was at the Grand Canyon recently. (laughs) (laughs) So I do want to ask him about that. All right, see if he picks up. Call him. Oh. Oh. Oh, we're calling somebody. Of course, the phone's gonna ring. <laughs> it's working. Well, you know, maybe he's like, hey, straight. what's up? Hey, Steve. It's us, the Podzuki boys. Hey. How are you all? Oh, we're doing hello, good. Hello. Hey. Um. So we watched Godzilla vs. Biollante, and we have Spencer D. Blair on as a guest. What up? Um. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. That's great. Uh, but yeah, I was I was excited to hear that you were at the Grand Canyon, so I I wanted to call you so you could give a review of the Grand Canyon. Um, I think it would uh, classify as an anti kaiju because it is an absence of something giant. Ooh, would that work? We got a new rating system for our kaiju debate. If you fell over <laughs> the ledge of the Grand Canyon, would you just fall straight down, or would you like roll down? I think it would just, uh... I think it's like a Homer Simpson falling into the gorge thing, where you hit all the way down. Yeah, well, I'd rather hear it from the person who's actually been to the Grand Canyon. Uh, (laughs) I've actually been to the Grand Canyon, so... I think it's pretty wide. Brandon was there when he was a child, so I think... uh, We were texting earlier. ...childlike wonder, so... His might actually be the most legitimate review. It was... eyes are untainted. Yeah, it was really beautiful, and then I thought about, damn, how do they get all those donkeys down there? And I was just like, that's the most distinct memory I have of it, of like, it was super beautiful, and then I kept thinking about like, I know there's donkeys inside of the canyon, I don't know how they get out of the canyon. <laughs> well, they, get down using, we, they get down using trails, and apparently it takes them about four hours to get down, um, and then they'll spend the night there, and then they'll go back up the trail the next day, and then they'll get <clears> put on like rest for a week, so... These donkeys are going up and down the trail about once a week, which is pretty nice. 
Yeah, that is, that's and a good donkey life. It's a pretty sweet gig. If yeah. you uh, if you weigh over 200 pounds, you are not allowed to ride the donkey. They're mules, they're mules, sorry. You can oh. just lie, though, right? Wait, no, no, no. I hope they have a scale. They might weigh you. No. They weigh over the 200? might collapse. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how mules work. Yeah, because 200 is not a crazy number. Like, 300 no, would be... No, I mean, I, I would have to watch my weight if I went to the Grand Canyon and took a mule ride. Uh, <laughs> That'd be the best answer if you're, like, on a diet and somebody's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I gotta lose it for a donkey. Well, imagine, <laughs> imagine going to the Grand Canyon. I had a friend... Who was going skydiving and he weighed 252 pounds or something and so they're like you can't skydive unless you weigh under 250 pounds so he had to like cut three pounds of weight that week uh, the week before he went so he was like sweating and doing all that stuff otherwise he was too fat to skydive oh, i thought you said he just took a knife to himself <laughs> too fat to fall <laughs> that was that was later but no i i uh but Going back to the kaiju, I think uh, I think Godzilla would just fall straight in. I think that something it says it's something like ten miles across or something. I don't think that's right, but like this this makes me want them to make it, the it most. Where? Yeah, this makes me want them to make the most like bad plot in a Godzilla film, where like the only way you can destroy him is by making him fall in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's Japan's greatest kaiju against America's greatest kaiju. Yeah. What's that? Hmm? What'd you say? Oh, like if they just make them fall in and then they just cave it over. Yeah. They're like, sorry, everybody, Grand Canyon's done. It's like a hole. We need to put some asphalt in it. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Like, would you be willing to sacrifice one of the wonders of the world so that you could preserve the wonders of the world? Like, that's another thing. Ooh, I think we got Shin Godzilla, too. Yes. Just really tall rocks. Yeah. (laughs) But I think on that note, we're going to let you go. But, Stephen Oak, thank you for helping us yet again solve the mystery. What's the Grand Canyon like, yeah. and how good would Godzilla be at falling in it? <laughs> yes, thank you. Bye. Have a straight trip home, man. Love you, buddy. All right, love you guys. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. He was at my wedding. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, I don't know if I like that question, because of course you're going to sacrifice a wonder of the world in order to save the world. Who's going to enjoy the wonder if they're all dead? But what if there's just a great hole and nobody's around anymore? Sounds like my ex-wife, right? <laughs> my ex-wife. <laughs> they need to update the Wonders of the World, because that was like Alexander the Great who came up with that, right? Yeah. And now, like, what, a thousand was, years ago? No, I thought it was Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh. Same thing. So, guys, that's been uh, our favorite segment. What's the deal with that kaiju? <laughs> What's the deal with these kaijus? <laughs> Grand Canyon, anti-kaiju. Okay, I'll add the list. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for respecting my wishes. Yeah. <laughs> we have a new section, anti-kaiju. Um, we also had one we added last episode that I was really excited about, and I forgot what we called it, so I'll just put the jingle in after I check the last episode. Saucy Facebook answers. But basically, I've been putting saucy questions on Facebook for people to answer... And oh. I, I asked them to describe Spencer D. Blair as a sexy plant. Mm-hmm. Boy, howdy, was there some spicy answers. Uh, first off, Tristan A. Smith just wrote, I don't know, something with a lot of fronds. Mm-hmm. Fronds are like those like pods that are like, you know, they open up and... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Spencer's right now doing a very sexy finger. I'm waving my little fingers like yes. I've got a little finger crown. But Lee Alava also said... A li- <laughs> no one knows! Uh, says a lipstick plant. Which one, one, one. I don't know what that <laughs> I, means, but I'm into it. I and like that. <laughs> Lips, lipstick plant just makes me think of the uh, Little Shop of Horrors plant, but like sexy. Yeah, Ooh, I just I think mean, of something because they sixty nine. Because the taxonomist didn't want to call it a dog dick plant. <laughs> dog dick <laughs> dog plant. Yeah, oh, that's true. I mean, I could I could see that. Not everyone's a big fan of dog dicks like I am. Ooh. Anyways, uh, my friend Sean Dumkind, I wrote. Spanish mosh, the genteel southern damsel-like to dangle from her tree, sipping sunlight and moisture slowly but surely, like a patient trophy wife, while caressing passerby like the sexual predator she is. She's Spanish? Is she moss? Neither. She won't let any man define her. She's saucy minx she is. Treat her right and lusciously vivid flowers will burst forth in a righteous orgasm as you hear her moan, Oh, I do declare my chloroplasts are fit to burst in. 
Guys, like that? My friend Sean Dunn. He was at the wedding. Oh, he'll he'll receive his Pulitzer Prize in one week. Yeah, that is like fucking. Like, I'm now curious. Like, I wonder if he's been secretly writing some of them fan fictions. That... Well, it should be noted that I do not know this person at all. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, did they nail me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is accurate. Hey, same here now after that, buddy, after reading that. Pomp, pomp, pomp. And then I, you shared it on your Facebook, so I have to pull that up here, too. Mm-hmm. We can cut There's, that part out as well. Some real in. nasty friends who said some nasty stuff about me. Here we go. Well, my favorite was that uh, there was one with low effort. I'm not making fun of the person, but I just wanted to say they just wrote Penis Flytrap, which was Nathan uh, Nekarek. <laughs> oh, shit. Nate, you just got called out, dude. And I was going to say Penis Flytrap. <laughs> That's right. You just got the Pazuki fart. God, you he's you're on be, blast, motherfucker. He's gonna be so mad about this. He's not gonna be able to post online anymore. Sorry. No, actually, I think it was funny. I just wanted to do that for some reason. Uh, Jason Booth wrote succulent, but like S U C K. That's pretty great, actually. Uh, Lindsey Brooks, a cacked ass, and it's like cacked and then dash ash, uh, and then pansy. Oh, well, How about that one? Pansy. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. And then also uh, Drew Boudreau. Drew Boudreau. I'm so bad at anything. Forget me not not. Yeah. He wrote the kind of plant that <laughs> would encompass the entire wall. <laughs> that, so That's a joke. <clears throat> uh, in our improv group, we have a very bad improv game called Wall of Plants, where there are two plants on a wall and they have to figure out what city they're in. Interesting. My Does favorite one of the plants now? No, neither of them do. Oh, okay. And they just have to start guessing cities until uh, they get it. And boy, oh boy, is it a bad, bad game. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to talk favorite games in improv, it's still Kitty Cat Career, which I've mentioned many times on this podcast. Oh, uh, I came up with a game called Stupid Walruses, where there are two <laughs> walruses applying for the same job. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And they're both so stupid. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> it's the best game! That I, I want to do that in the future now. <laughs> let's do let's do an extra ten minutes of improv after the episode's done. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna call that going to bed. You know what I'm talking about? Yo yo yo! I'm so tired. Freestyle sleeping. Yeah. Read, read the thing I posted on your thing. Okay. Oh, we have guys. We have a new post. Let me grab that here real quick. I wonder who posted it. Who's this mysterious, sexy gentleman? He wrote the dog dick plan. Okay, he wrote the dog. <laughs> dick. <laughs> Martin Feldman just wrote dog dick plan. Okay. <laughs> All right, sorry, Nathan, earlier about that fart. I take that back. This is for you, Martin. You're on blast. They could, that's not even a recording of a real fart. No, it's me <laughs> making the sounds. Okay. <laughs> I know that's not real. And I did two takes, so. Oh. This is the best podcast ever. Oh, my God. I'm going to listen to this episode every day. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, this is like a secret where you just gotta visualize it and it's real. Let's just lick the nine volts and then recommend things. Yeah, sounds good to me. Licking a nine volt. Ask your parents for permission. Uh, I think our guest should get to oh, go first. So, no. oh, may, may I explain? Sure. So, we lick nine volt batteries every episode sure. to symbolize Godzilla's relationship with electricity. Mm. Because what killed our favorite terrorist man? Microwaves. Yes. That's why we're all licking microwaves. Yeah. That's why we're all going to put our head in a microwave. Maybe we should mix it up since we're speeding it up. Maybe three, two, one, we all lick. That sounds good to uh, me. Remind me. Uh, do you just put your tongue on both of them? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's got to be both of them. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, one, lick. Ooh. It's been a while. Maybe that's why it's more spicy. I hate that. Yeah. Mine's kind of weak. Yeah. Oh, there it goes. Yeah. I, I also, I was listening to some old episodes. There is one where you have sores on your tongue and you still keep sticking the nine volt on it. Oh yeah, because what is when I found out I was allergic to whitening toothpaste. <laughs> found out I was allergic to nine volt batteries. <laughs> but I can't stop. It feels so good. Make the sores feel better. Uh, did you? Yeah, did you get? Did you get new 9-volt batteries since you did that episode? Well, I do clean them off each episode. Okay. Uh, that one is an old one, so I think I threw it out. I stole a bunch from my old job before I left, so... <laughs> I got 9 volts to spare, baby. You no, know, Brandon, if we ever do a Patreon, there should be a tier for someone to get an old 9-volt for us. Yeah. I know. Uh, that should be $1. No. Yeah, be, yeah no, maybe one be, hundred of those. No, it should be absurdly expensive. Yeah. Because it's so 000. fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Two when we do our, dollars. When we do our Kickstarter to do the Podzuki movie. Oh, man. I want that to happen. I already know that Guar would be the lead. <laughs> like, the band Guar is the lead yeah. actor. We just keep swipping him out. I don't know if swipping is a word, but it feels right. Swap. Swipping yeah, that's the word. Baby. Switching, swapping. There it is. Dipping and miping. Flipping, flopping. Why swap? Ooh, I've heard about one of those. Uh, Excuse me. My wife swap. I think about. My wife swap. <laughs> so, guys, for, I'd say, let's say recommendations, and then let's just do recommendations and plugs together today. Let's be a little spicy. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Maybe I'll make a new, a uh, whole new jingle so we can get that all put together. It feels like I just licked a penny. Yeah. You did pretty, there's copper in there. There's yeah. zinc. Lots of zinc. Lots of zinc. I learned that from Breaking Bad. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you just did three together, Luke. Oh my goodness. They kind of cancel each other out. Yeah. You're going to yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's the plan. You could turn to a spirit rose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my recommendation is no, the movie. When Luke dies, his soul is going to be in a 9 volt battery. Oh, I want to keep that and then eventually put Godzilla cells in it. No, put it in a smoke detector. Yeah. But like a Godzilla smoke detector. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to recommend the movie Clue because we mentioned it earlier and goddamn, what a great, what a great film. Great movie. Tim Curry. Uh, is it is it Redford in it too? Sure. Yeah. Robert Redford, I want to say he's in the other one. I don't know. In Clue? Is he in Clue? No. It's uh, that dude from... Tim Curry. Uh, Tim Curry's in it. Tim for Curry's sure. in it. The one you're thinking about, the gay dude, he's the guy from. Uh, SNL. Yeah, he was in SNL. He was in. Oh, God, what's the. Final Tap. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And uh, he was Lenny from of Lenny and Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley. Damn. Madeline Kahn's in there as well. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a star studded lineup, you mm-hmm. know? It's a great film. It's a really good film. And I literally like how they do the endings where there's three different ones, so it's all fun <laughs> yes. different clues that they put on through the whole yeah. thing. But yeah, I'd say check that out for plugs. I'm going to go with the one for the show me and Martin run that's every third Thursday at Bonus Round Cafe in Chicago at 9 p.m. at Slide Your DMs. We're, I think, four episodes deep now. and Four sessions, baby. Four sessions deep. And Not boy, that, oh boy, yeah. they all been bangers. Yeah. Uh, last one was really great. I had to miss it because of a stupid wedding going on. I mean, you chose to get married. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, life didn't choose me. I, no, it doesn't make sense for the saying anymore. <laughs> but what I'm saying is get married, guys. That's my recommendation. Oh, Just, Brandon, I'm married to my work. Hey, that counts. And we're going through a very rocky divorce. I'm sorry to hear. I'm married to the sea. Not, oh, you know what? She's very wet from what I heard. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Call me. Yeah. I, bet, I bet it's salty. <laughs> I bet your wife's pussy tastes like fish. No, that's just gross. Okay, it's my turn to recommend yeah. stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend watching the new season of Venture Brothers, which will probably... I guess this will be the next episode up. Well, yeah, because so we finally get through all the backlog. Yeah, yeah so we'll still be like halfway through it. And I also recommend not buying or playing Octopath Traveler for the Nintendo Switch. It is a lie. Hmm. Which part? I don't know, just the pretty art style. It lures you in for a lackluster game, which would have been fine if it were like a $30, $40 game. But it's not. It's a $60 you know, game. I'm going to sneak in with another recommendation. If you're going to go down a classic gaming path, go to one of those Metroidvanias, get Hollow Knight on the Switch. That game's fantastic. has that old game format you love. Art style, soundtrack, story, all amazing. Yeah, that. Yeah. I, uh... Sorry, Luke. I actually want to recommend Octopath Traveler. Oh I, no! I, 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 I'm actually really enjoying it so far. I'm, I'm only like 30 hours in, but like, mommy and daddy are fighting I, again. I'm enjoying the individual characters, and we don't have to make this a discussion. At least not yeah, on the podcast. I know. But I'm just saying, I, I, I know where you're coming from. Yeah. But like, I'm personally enjoying it. Well, I'm just gonna say, play Final Fantasy V. Oh, that's I, a classic. I mean, I enjoy uh, Final Fantasy. I can enjoy both. No, I don't think you do. <laughs> uh, and then I'm uh, I'm gonna plug slide into your DMs as well along with Brandon Kirkman's Twitter. Oh yeah, that's right. Follow me at Kirkman Brandon. Always recommended by Martin. Sometimes I recommend myself, but then Martin does for sure. <laughs> uh, and then I want to recommend uh, my show that I run every Thursday, the Cupcake Comedy Cabaret at the Gallery Cabaret. Cupcakes. Yeah. We got free cupcakes, and we always got Ooh. fun comedians. And I miss the third one every month because of slide into your DMs. It's <laughs> true, but don't tell the secrets. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's all it's all worth it because all these shows are fun. Oh, they're all super fun. And then, uh, yeah, I would also say if you follow me at Kirkman Brandon on Twitter, you'll see me retweet pictures that says John Wick 3 is already the best film already, and it's just a picture from the movie, soon to be released, of John Wick on a horse with a gun getting ready to shoot a motorcyclist. It's, <laughs> it's really great. 
noise. And then, Spencer, you got any good recommendations and plugs? Yeah, okay, so my recommendation is a show that uh, I watched a couple years ago, and I recently, uh, recently one of my roommates got Hulu again, and I saw it, and I was like, I'm going to watch that. And it is Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Oh, that was a good one. It's an astounding TV show. It is so funny. And let me just say, it holds up. It's got Kristen Ritter in it. It's got Eric Andre in it, mm-hmm. and uh, James Vanderbeek plays himself. Beautifully. It's, oh my gosh, it's so funny. I just finished it. Boy, oh boy, is it a good TV show. Uh, so I would say go ahead and watch that if you get the opportunity. Good recommendation. Um, plugs. Let me plug all my stuff. Oh no, here we go. Uh, Destined Day Jobs, of which Brandon Kirkman is a part of. Hi guys. It's also on the Machine Culture Network. Hi guys. Um, hi guys. <laughs> Um, please make this. It's a podcast that I do with Hobart Thompson, who is on Destiny Day Jobs with me and Brandon. Who will be future guest on this? Who will be a future guest on this? Uh, Richie Owens is also on there, and he'll probably also be a future guest. Why not? Let's just fucking do it. Chit, chit, chit. Uh, cross promotion. And, uh, so check that out. Um, and then there's Drode, there's the Chill as Fuck show, and there's Strip Joker Deluxe. All of that is on Facebook. Just look it up um, and find me wherever you want. It, my, it's my name is my everything. Find him online, Twitter, Instagram, screaming in the streets about his shows. Send me letters. Yeah. Start a letter writing campaign. Just find him in his house. Yeah. yeah, just stop on in. I do a show at my house. Yeah, write a letter, put it in a bottle, throw it. Tell in your house. senators. That's what I say. Call Ted Cruz. Tell him to just follow say, me on Twitter. Spencer Howard Blair. <laughs> I mean, let's just say it now. If you're not following Spencer D. Blair on Twitter, you're a coward. You're a coward and you're probably a terrorist like SSS9. But not a I, cool one. I respect you, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I don't follow you and I'm totally not brave at all. That's true. But okay, you buddy. could be a cool terrorist if you do. One well, of these days. Think about it. You know what? Fucking message Ted Cruz. Tell him to finally admit that OJ is the Zodiac Killer. Please, everyone who listens to this show, tweet <laughs> at Ted Cruz and tell him that O.J. Simpson is the Zodiac Killer. And then also that O.J.'s uh, son probably did actually commit the murders. Yeah. Uh, Something I do all believe. definitely on a list somewhere now. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> a pretty the, cool dudes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. High five yeah. myself. Clapping is just high five masturbation. That's true. Ooh. I like that idea. And then... Martin, what's that classic sign-off we finally found that's so beautiful? Um, because, yeah. I mean, Robot Man... Robot Man only have one plan. Drive car fast. Yeah, that's what he did. <laughs> that's a classic positive. Did he do it? He really did. Yeah. Oh, he did. <laughs> All right. So well, I had accomplished. Kaiju for you and me. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. That's because this is a podcast... Hello, this is your district manager, Hobart, and here at NPC Inc., we stand for two things. Making you a high-quality podcast called Destined Day Jobs, and whatever it is this company does. Let's meet some of your fun co-workers. Hi, my name is Stuart D. Beacon, and I'm your half-elf IT person. Oh, hey, I'm Agnes Hellman, and I'm a tiefling accountant. Hello, I am Group T. Camry. I am a dwarf accountant or CFO. And it's me, Matthias Maxwell. I'm one of your salespersons, and I love anime. Here at Destined Day Jobs, we play Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, but we've transcribed all the rules into the real world. So join us every other week for a brand new episode where four to five co-workers go on very mundane adventures so they can avoid doing work at all costs and have as much fun as they possibly can with their Destined Day Jobs. So listen in, because we make... The, the Mundane Fantastical! This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. アメリカで常に高視聴率を取る人気番組ラリーフライプレイ出演あなたの髪型についてそれは何ですか it looks like standing here. It, uh, yeah, well, it looks like standing here. Standing here, but uh, it has uh, like an antenna, antenna meaning. Wait a minute. Uh, tuned, tuned, tuned at, at my brain. <laughs> <laughs>
まあお互い異星人同士ですからね。